Hello, and welcome to Let the Bible Speak, where that's what we want to do. We want to let the Bible speak. There's a, there's a lot of voices in this world that would seek to influence us or lead us in different directions, um, but that's why we have the scripture. God has given us actually a book in which we can hear from him, learn from him, go in the direction that he has for us to go, and, and so we want to hear that voice. Um, today, I'm here with you, Josh Elder, and alongside me is Henderson Palmer. Amen. And Mr. John Chetta. Hello. Hello. And uh, we also have two special guests, three really special guests. We have two special guests on on one mic right now. So if they come in and out or whatever, you know, just have mercy on us. You you expect a certain level of professionalism from us uh, or lack thereof. And so you know that this is going to be par for the course for us. So, um, but alongside me is Elise and Genevieve. So tell you. Amen. And Charlie. 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 <laughs> I like that he just stared at you and like quizzed you. you know? like, they don't said it, man. They don't know me, so they don't literally this man, realize. One of my best friends in the entire world forgets my name all the time. <laughs> literally, before I even say yeah. his name, it takes me ten seconds to to draw it back to mine. So every time I'm, I'm I'm just really bad uh, at pulling names in the moment. So uh, hello. Hey, um, <laughs> my name is Genevieve, and I have always wanted to be on a podcast. Oh, wow, so yeah. this is, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is crazy. I'm hearing the voices in my ear set. Yep. That's wild. <laughs> All right. um, and I'm Elise, and uh, yeah, this is really cool. I'm super excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you might be wondering uh, who these people are and why they're here, um, and uh there's a good reason why they're here is so if you, you listen to our last podcast, uh, we talked about our experiences of going up to Asbury and also of Henderson who, not. uh, <laughs> not going, All right. um, but Henderson had a revival that, or, or, you know, and we talked about the different use of that word, but, um, one that was happening in in a prison right and so uh do you want to tell us how that ended up going yeah it went real well a lot of guys um uh, just kind of because in in that particular setting you know uh, you know you'll see a lot of, you can kind of sense it as i go in week by week as far as the ministry goes and you know you can just sense a little hopelessness setting in just through the conversation that you're having with the guys who are locked up in that place but i think that revival bought a bought a, a refreshing and a renewal because i can just tell so I went back actually, uh, went back yesterday even. We had a leadership conference down there and just the leaders and they were just talking about how people are just conversating about God. They just, you know, eager a little bit more, eager to come to church a little bit more now. And they even sensed that 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 a revival is, is you know, it kind of blew a little wind on the fire that was already taking place at the prison. So I was able to share, you know, preach a little bit down there. That was a good, exp- you know, it was good. I think God used man in a mighty way. But I just think that the revival was, you know, I would say a success. Awesome. Kind of added a little, little wind to the fire. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, um, so the other one was a leadership conference with the leaders in the, the prison? Yes, with the leaders in the prison. All the, um, like, because down in the prison there's this big reentry effort and they have, uh, you know, obviously church services, which is, a, you know, part of the faith-based component of the reentry effort, which you have – um, obviously church, just church service itself. You have, 
um, different courses like Malachi Dash, Celebrate Recovery, um, Experiencing God, these particular courses to try to help guys prepare themselves and when they get out, give them something like, you know, a spiritual foundation that I believe is was going to help sustain them once they're released from prison because of, I mean, you can have, you can be a real good carpenter or a welder or, you know, a plumber or whatever it is, but you, if you can't humble yourself, which is a godly attribute, if you can't forgive, it might end up, you might end up having, doing something that's going to cause you to go back to prison. Yep. Mm. So the faith-based component is a big thing. Yeah. And so we talked about us going up to Asbury uh, for a couple of days. And, and so we had the opportunity this, this weekend um, with Elise and Genevieve and, and Charlie to come and they were sharing their students from Asbury College um, and they were sharing about their experiences with uh, this revival or awakening or however they call it. And this is something we talked about last time is sometimes it seems like people always want to really define stuff like exactly. And uh, I think it's kind of a silly thing that we do as humans because you can just, you know, be grateful of what the Lord's doing. Yeah, we are <laughs> compelled to name everything. Yeah. <laughs> is it a revival or not? Or is it an awakening or not? Right. And what are the differences between, you know, like, so, um, you I know, th- there was a, a question. I had somebody in the church uh, after you spoke and they were like, uh, they really wanted to ask the question, but kind of, we ran out of time. Um, do you mind if I jump in with go, this real quick? Go. It, I'm, you know, we kind of talked about the, uh, the, the revival, um, last episode, uh, but, I got the impression from what you said and also some things that I've read that not everybody had the, the best reaction to it. They were kind of naysayers that would show up and or try to kind of get their political messages across or, or maybe try to steer it in one direction or another. Did y'all encounter that at all during uh, like personally encounter or are you familiar of any of the stories about that? Um, I know that we had several. Well, we had a lot of celebrities come mm. and a lot of them just you wouldn't have known that they were there until someone told you, mm. which is really awesome and really cool that they just showed up and had no agenda and just were there for what the Lord was doing. Mm. But then we also had people offer to come and like play worship music, some big name artists and our university turned them away. Mm. And I love that. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and really awesome of them to do, but I thought what Tucker Carlson had to say on his show was was pretty awesome because I know they wanted to go and and Asbury, y'all were like, no, we're good. And he even said on his show, he was like, that's really impressive. You know, most people would want to have that kind of attention. But uh, yeah, he gave it a a glowing review. Rather than having media attention, um, they it wasn't it wasn't what it was about. Yeah. So what about you, Elise? Um, yeah, I kind of was thinking about what Genevieve was saying about there just being different people that would that would come um, just wanting to um, like promote themselves, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, mm. And like Asbury did give some interviews um, and and that was that was good. But then at times they like kind of a couple days in, they did say like if someone is trying to interview you and you're not comfortable with it, like you can check with these people, um, before you do it. Um, and so I think it was good that they kind of had that, that set up for us. Um, so that, you know, we could be interviewed, but if it just was not, if we just didn't think that it was, was right, I Mm -hmm. guess that we could 
um, kind of vet it with, with someone else first. How do you feel like, because I know a lot of this probably felt more like the Lord was just leading it and, and offering up different, um, different, uh, you know, giving y'all the ability to have uh, officers come in from outside cities or, uh, you know, people just like just stepping up, you know, in, in times when you need, how do you feel like the Lord was protecting y'all as well when it came to like, uh, some of the outside influences that were coming in or, um, anything like that? Most definitely. Okay. I don't think there's a question about it. I mean, there were, I think 50,000 people there across that two week span. Mm. Um, and safety was a concern, um, for many students. Mm. Um, and we did have security officers like posted even at our dorm buildings, just checking IDs and making sure that you were in fact a student. Um, but like, I, I definitely think that the Lord's hand was, was over us and that he was watching over us. Um, and, and all the people that, that did come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, safety is obviously a huge concern for our faculty just because it is a student-centered campus. And um, I remember praying. I was like, Lord, as this grows, um, what we really want is to keep the people safe. And the next day, um, we had police officers and um, state troopers show up and just surround our campus and patrol our campus and even a lot of cops were there Mm -hmm. undercover in the crowd monitoring um just the crowd and I had a really long conversation with one of the officers who came and just volunteered his time Mm. he was like I don't want to be paid for this I just want to go and be in the sanctuary and just Mm -hmm. protect the people there and he was a really cool guy and was on our porch, our girls' dorm, just making sure those coming in were students. And, yeah, I think God really, really Amen. provided. Amen. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and Genevieve, you were talking about yesterday that you're kind of a social butterfly. So, like, you were talking to, like, the people down the line. Uh, is that what you were saying? Like, as they were as they were waiting in line or you would? No. Okay. So I didn't so much as talk to people waiting in the line, but when I was in the space, like I would make my rounds. And so you, cause I'm very interested in people's stories, like how they got there and what brought them there. And a lot of the time, the answers that I received were, I don't know. I just felt God telling me like, go to Asbury. And one woman got in her car and drove from West Virginia. Mm. Didn't know she was going to Asbury, but the Lord brought her to Asbury and she was like, I'm here now. (laughs) So it's, it was really cool to just hear from the different people. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we were pretty impulsive with that. Uh, I mean, it was Saturday evening. I think that it was, we kind of talked about it. You said you wanted to go, he wanted to drive. And I was like, let's fly. (laughs) We're only going to be there a couple days. (laughs) Seems smarter than a 12 hour drive. Yeah. It might've cut down some of the time we could have been there. But, uh, so we went, we were there for two days and it was, uh, 
I mean, I like nothing I've ever experienced before. It was it was a very special time. Yeah, for sure. And, and we did we were cognizant of the fact after we made the uh, bought the tickets and I got the Airbnb. I was like, I'm leaving. We're both leaving our wives uh, on Valentine's <laughs> right. Day to, <laughs> oh, to no. go like get an Airbnb in Kentucky. Like <laughs> nothing seems weird about this, <laughs> you know. Right. But but it was good. It was. I'm so glad we did it. And yeah. thankfully, our wives were very understanding. Friendship <laughs> and ministry. Yeah. The places it leads you. Did y'all hear of like like kind of almost like what you asked me of like any like miraculous things happen as far as like people sharing like man God spoke to him maybe in a mighty way or something like that happening? Y'all had some testimonies, right? People kind of right coming to the Lord and yeah, because that's a, that's a, that's a miracle itself. Just somebody giving their life over to God. There are just so many testimonies. It's like you ask right. that question, and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, right. the Lord just did not ever stop moving, and like His presence was so obviously there um, hmm. that, like, I mean, I mean, I, I can't even really put into words, and like, I don't even know where to start because there were so many people, um, like, healed and saved, and like reconciliation right. and um, just like hearts set. Um, so I noticed when you spoke to the congregation yesterday, um, you kind of honed in on, uh, and I, and I've been hearing it on the, the, what live streams I've been able to watch or, or, or the YouTube stuff, um, that it seemed like a lot of people were being delivered from like things like anxiety and depression. That seemed mm. to be this yeah, yeah. overarching theme that I heard a lot about, um, and uh, I mean, what an appropriate time, <laughs> because I, I think that's kind of plaguing everybody right, right. now. And, uh, you know, you just hope that kind of thing sticks. Um, what about um, oh, I, like I'm really reluctant to ask about this, but it caught my attention. And of course, it was on social media. And so just curious if y'all were in there when that person did, 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 did an exorcism take place? Oh, oh, okay. Y'all both looked at each do other. Y'all, do y'all know this story? Do y'all have y'all seen the the the, the I video? Think, I think maybe Elise can speak to this more than I can, but I only heard secondhand from other people. And I mean, I've seen video of what happened, but yeah, but it's yeah, it's I've, like we don't we didn't know what was going on in the video. Yeah, Elise. You want? Yeah, Charlie, you got something? Um, so I, I wasn't there, but one of the guys on my hall, who I'm really close to, he was. Um, and it was kind of an interesting situation where for him, like he didn't really, and like, I, I think he showed me the video. You don't really see what's happening until like it already happened. Um, but he seemed to be fairly confident that like she was in fact demon possessed wow. and that God did in fact like cast that mm -hmm. demon out. Um, which is super exciting because you really don't see that much in yeah. America. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, I wasn't there. I, I don't really, like, I have no discernment about, like, what I think about it, really, because I wasn't there. I will say, I I hate the TikTok videos where it's, like, yeah. playing, yeah. like, the X-Files mm -hmm. music. I, sure. always, <laughs> I always, like, yeah. warn my, my uh, younger friends who are all on TikTok. I'm like, just... Don't get TikTok theology, okay? Like, it's like theology. literally, where you learn all about the, you know, yeah. yeah. And I hate it because it's like they, they play that music over, you know, like a bunch of conspiracy theories sure. and stuff like that. But like, 
I don't know, for me and, and for even my friend Michael who was there was he was just like, yeah, no, like demons are real and Jesus is real. And it's not something to be obsessed over. Right. But he was just like it, he one of the things that he said that was really good was like there's two main faults and it's people who either ignore mm. that like the spiritual world and like demonic mm. things exist and yeah. people who are like obsessed with they it. They see it right. in everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's like, we have to hold that balance where it's like, yeah, like Jesus casts out demons, but also like it's Jesus. It's just demons and yeah. it's Jesus. So yeah. I uh it was interesting because um right before we went, I had just done a project for uh school right. where I did a I did a project on um exorcisms and demonic possession why i chose that topic i was he's really weird it was terrible i mean it was like <laughs> it was the darkest few weeks uh and, and uh and i'll tell you this kind of interesting a little supernatural weirdness but um my uh i didn't tell my wife um what i was doing uh just you know, pa- pa- pastors in general will probably tell you you don't, you don't bring a lot of your work home because you keep a lot of people's secrets. And so usually I'm not, I don't get home and like, oh, Robin, listen to what happened. You know, I just don't. And so I didn't think to even tell her that I was working on this project, this research project. And uh, the day I was wrapping it up, I was like, oh, I can't wait to be done with this. Like, uh, it's just been bothering me. And uh, she was like, what are you working on? And so I realized I hadn't told her. And so I said, oh, I'm doing this research uh, project on uh, demonic possession and um, exorcisms. And she was like, I have had dreams about demons for the last two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, God. yeah. So, it was, and then on the the weirder note is I, I was I finished my project doing a little podcast on it, and uh, as I was getting ready to start, I got a, like a, a a robocall, a robo dial, and the prefix was six six six. I was like, come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, but then then uh, you know it was within days. Like we we went to Asbury, and and then I get back and I hear that something like that happened. I was like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, mm. so Elise, what was your experience? Yeah, so I also was not there, um, but my roommate, who I'm really close to, was just outside of Hughes. She was helping check people's bags and let them in the building. Um, And she heard that the father um, said that, like, she has seizures often Mm. and that... um, that her screaming is in fact very normal. Mm. Um, Mm. And so he was from what I understood, slightly offended. Gotcha. um, Mm. That they framed it. Yeah. Like like that. that. Yeah. But I mean, I also recognize that like there is like a demonic presence, you know, and, and, but sometimes somebody has epilepsy. Sometimes somebody has a demon. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like in a different culture or before modern medicine, like, of course that would be a demon, right? Right, right. Um, And so, and I do think that someone could have epilepsy, but it could actually be have, a demon, you yeah, know? Have a and, spiritual reality and, to and it. And I don't know, like, um, what that balances like i don't know yeah yeah which is which um and so i again i personally was not there and i have not directly talked to that person so i can't really speak to it yeah that's fair and though i want to keep asking questions about this because of that project i did um we're going to move past yeah yeah you ought not to yeah exactly right because i was just curious it was something that had popped up yeah because you know um that was somebody somebody once told me it's like very similar um, to what Charlie said, which is is that um, 
the spiritual reality is something that needs to be addressed with all of us because we believe in the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. If we believe yeah. in the spiritual reality of God. Right. Um, we, we also have to, to, to deal with the spiritual reality of evil. But evil would love nothing more than for it to be the center, center of stage. attention yeah, and the sure. center of stage rather than God be the center of stage. Yeah, and I, so on that on that note, one of the things that I, I saw in the, the actually from the exorcist that I, I was studying, they all had the exact same thing. In situations like that, all you do is focus on what's God God's is doing. doing. That's what you God's focus doing. on. Not not yeah. not all the evil stuff. You focus on what God is doing in, in terms of liberating somebody. And so anyway. Yeah. So we did definitely see um, from y'all's testimony some liberation of people from um, just uh, maybe what would you call it? Like a sleeping faith. Um, you had people maybe who are non-believers who became believers. Um, you know, did you, do you have any experiences of people being converted? Yes. So this, this was amazing and I wasn't there, but I have a teammate and she graduated a year or two ago. She's living in Atlanta. Her family lives in Indiana and her parents are not believers. She's the only believer in her family. I think she came to Christ in when she was 14. And so since she was 14, she's been praying mm. for her parents to come to know the, their Lord and Savior. And so it's probably been like 10 years of prayer. And she gets a text from her parents saying, hey, um, we are seeing what's going on at Asbury. We'd like to go. And so she books a flight out of Atlanta to meet her parents here not here, here as in Kentucky. Right. And she like is with her parents. They're in Hughes. And after a little while, her dad turns to her and tells her, or I guess asks her, Hey, will you tell me more about accepting Jesus Christ? Oh, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And both of her parents Ooh. came to know Christ Amen. in Hughes. And I found that out from another teammate. Mm. And I texted her specifically and I was like, oh my goodness, what good news in Amen. all caps. And she responds and she like just overjoyed because for 10 years she's been praying for her parents Amen. whose hearts were probably as hard as stone. And they saw what was going on at Asbury and were like, we're interested. You know, and I mean, we, we focus on, on how uh, many people and how, and right. just, but go it's ahead. like just, just, just that. that. Yeah, story, go ahead. Right, it was worth it. Just right. that makes the entire thing worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, that's man. the thing. That's Amen. the thing. It, Amen. You know, so that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. One of my friends, um, I remember it was like the second week and we went to Hughes, a group of me and some other girls and, um, it was nice and all, and um, we were all kind of tired, though. And so the group got up and left, um, but that one, one friend and I stayed behind. Um, and we kind of split up and just kind of had more private, I guess, time with the Lord. Um, and uh, later, I went back on my hall and um, saw her, and she, she looked like she'd been crying. And I was like, like, hey, like, yeah. like what, what happened? What's up? And she was like, my brother got saved. Mm. And like, I had no idea that my family was there. I had no idea that my sister, who's also a student at Asbury, was going to be there. Mm. And she was like, we were all able 
like my whole family was able to like witness my brother being saved and to like pray over him at the altar. And she's like, we've been praying for this for so long. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Lord brought all of us together at the same place, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to walk through that with him was just like so beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it it kind of, I don't know how y'all see it because, you know, we, we come from an outside perspective. So, like, I mean, we were there for a couple of days, but you, you were in the middle of all this and um, everything that's been going on. But um, we see kind of the people who push back or uh, will be just maybe uh, cautious is, I think, fine, you know, in the sense of like you always want to test the spirits um, as the scripture tells us to in in First John. But um, but from my perspective, there's a, there's a mm. negativity. There's always a group of Christians who, who yeah. it feels like they want to end up saying like, no, this, this, this can't be of God. And, uh, or we, you know, one thing I saw a lot of on social media from, I don't know, maybe call it Phariseeism. <laughs> sometimes it's at a, least a spirit sometimes of it. Yeah. Um, but I heard, excuse me, um, there, there, I've cleared my throat. So yeah, thank you. Everybody's used to that. Um, Clearing his throat on the microphone. Jeez. I didn't think I'd get used to this. The, um, <laughs> but the, the d- detraction I saw, which I don't think I even agree with. And we were only there for two days, but, um, it, there was this like, well, the, the gospel's not being, you know, uh, shared there. That's, that's the, I saw that constantly and I'm like, were you even there? Yeah. You know, like, right. like, are you right. just like, are you just focusing on them singing songs? Because right. like the, y'all definitely had people speak preaching and the preach. gospel. And, and the point is there's always going to be, um, I mean like yeah, just using right. Hillsong worship songs, just using yeah. Bethel songs. Right. People right. will, you know, fight you on that. I don't know if y'all encountered any of that, but I, I mean, I'm amazed that the Westboro Baptist church didn't show up, um, yeah. at Asbury. I don't know if y'all are familiar with them, but good grief. Um, yeah. but like that type, you know, there was, there's always this, what's the, what is the scripture? Because uh, after you left yesterday, I, I kind of I couldn't help myself. I ended up preaching for another fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, the um, but uh, there was the when it, what was it when evil when sin increased, sin grace increases increased all, all the, the more. more. Yeah, grace yeah. increased all the more. Grace always increases all the Amen. more because it's God. I know that's right. That it's happened a, in my life. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah. so what I found really amazing about the timing of all of this, and and it's a, it's actually what I brought home and, and kind of uh, briefly mentioned from the pulpit is um, it was right when we went. It was right before the Transfiguration Sunday, and 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 that's you know of course that's when Peter is like, it's good that we're here. We sh- we should set up tents. I don't want to go back. Let's stay here. And while we were at Asbury, I turned to Josh, not thinking about that scripture initially, but I was we were in. Um, uh, Estes, 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 Estevez, Estevez. <laughs> Sorry, Emilio Estevez. We just Chapel. always making <laughs> jokes about it. Estes, Estes. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been corrected on this. Um, the Estes Chapel. Uh, but I was just, I, I was, I was like, I don't. Oh no, you know what? It was the next day. It was the day we left. I was yeah. like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to leave. And I'm as y'all are students there, y'all were like, please leave. Please. Right, right, you know, right. 100%. And rightfully so. They're like, oh, absolutely. there's this absolutely. two strange men walking <laughs> around our campus. And then we also oh, no. realized for the first time ever that we're old. Yeah, <laughs> we are old. I was looking at all these college students. I'm like, when right. did they stop looking like me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? well. but, uh, but yeah, that was something. 
it was uh, the timing was so interesting because as, as many times as I've, I've preached on the transfiguration, I've I've read about it, I pondered it. Um, I never had that like desire to stay in the place with God. Yeah, like, I don't I don't want to go back. And I told mm. the congregation, I was like, look, I love y'all. I love your smiling faces, but I did not want to come back to you. Mm. Like, I wanted to stay there. But, of course, it's the mountaintops that prepare us for the valleys, and you got to leave the mountaintop, you know, like yeah. you have to. And right. um, and that I, and that's kind of where y'all are now, right, is that kind of spreading the, the message and your experience. Yes, most definitely. And I've had so many people, I have it open right now, um, so many people talk about the transfiguration and um, just going out from the mountaintop. And so we, Elise, Charlie, and I both take part in a missions organization on campus. So we're all about um, going out and sharing the gospel. And so something that we talked about was like the Great Commission and transfiguration. And we're not called to stay in that place. And I even, so the first few days that I was there it was like I never wanted to leave and then there was a point in time where God was like yeah you don't need to be there you don't need to be there and I went back into the middle school that I was in I went back into my classes and just had this desire to share what was going on Mm. and he really was calling us out and especially like us Asbury students who had been there for a few days already it was like okay we've come We've been on that mountaintop, and now God is like, okay, go. Yeah. Like, go out. Um, right. And that's been really encouraging. And now we're here in Louisiana yeah, right. because yeah. God has paved a way for us to go out and share. And, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. At least you look like you got a, a scripture ready. And it is let the Bible speak. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So I have seen um, – a lot of correlations with Asbury students and the disciples. Mm. Um, and in Matthew 14 um, is the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of crowds coming to see Jesus, right? Kind of like all the crowds coming to Asbury to right. witness whatever God was doing. Um, and the disciples said, send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Mm. And I'm, I, I just thought like, how easy is it for us students to become cynical towards the crowds, you know, yeah. and how easy is it for us to, um, yeah, to just wish, wish them away and wish the busyness away and the concern for safety away. And, and I realized like, cause this is our thing. We started yeah, it. Yeah. Like we well, were there, I, yeah. you know, and I know that's not what you're like thinking, like you're not going through that, but it's, but that's it's, the natural, it's where it comes from. I sure. think yeah. it comes from this yeah. idea. Like this is, this is, our, this is, our, it was great. Before yes. they all showed up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and um, and it, it's cool because, like in the feeding of the five thousand, yeah. and like I was convicted of, is you know Jesus is like, no, we're not sending these people away, and in wow. fact, we're gonna feed them, gonna feed you know. Them. Amen and I was like, what a privilege it is, Amen. what an honor it is, and every time I just step back into Hughes and I just saw people like, just like worshiping mm. and like yeah. giving their lives to Jesus and like grown men just sobbing right. and like hugging each other and reconcile. Like it was just, it was just amazing. And, um, and what's really cool is, and I didn't realize this until later, but the passage right after that is Jesus walking on water and calling yeah. Peter out of the boat too. Mm. Um, and for me, like I'd kind of been preparing to come down here, um, and speak, but I was just like 
really afraid. I had a lot of fear. Um, and then when I realized that that passage was, was after the feeding of the 5,000, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is the next step. Mm-hmm. Like we fed the 5,000. Now it's time to step out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like that's kind of what you, I mean, even just by standing, because you're not an evangelism student. No, no. You know, like that's, and I, and, and I kind of, I, hmm. I kind of wish not to, I mean, what you can always armchair quarterback, but I, I didn't say it either. But I was like, I kind of wish that point would have been made because I'm sure mm. people's they're natural. Not, they're not seminary mm-hmm. students. That's right. And I'm pretty oh, no. sure that people, like my, my church folk, I'm sure they were like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is what you do. You know, you stand oh, no. in front of people and, oh, no. and I can tell, I mean, I have stage fright. Josh has stage fright and we get every in front time. of people every, every week. And it's like, you know, but we're, that's our call is to do that. And so we're, we're being obedient. But in that sense, you're being obedient to it also and kind of stepping out of your comfort zones and, right. You know, I mean, I don't know what y'all are in school for, but are are, are y'all evangelism students or, or theology? I'm English education, and I want to teach children English. What about you, Elise? I'm elementary education and Spanish with a ESL wow. root. All right. Yeah, and I'm I'm business administration, so okay. all of us, none, none of us are any sort of ministry wow. major. I, I just oh, love no. that so no. much. Amen. And because I've like, yeah, I've like thought about taking ministry classes before, but because I'm a double major, I just have never had room in my schedule. So like I've taken our Gen Ed Old Testament and New Testament classes, but that was like two right. years ago. <laughs> like yeah. I was a freshman, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, that's a, uh, well, I just, you know, the way that Jesus called you know, his disciples. It was like, they, these weren't theologians. Well, weren't. And, and that's one of the things I think about the passage that you brought up, just a part of that. And I don't know if it's in the Matthew telling of it or the other one, but um, in, in that passage, he tells them all the people to sit down. And then when he takes the, the food, he gives it to the disciples right. to give to the people. Yeah. Jesus didn't have to give it to the disciples to give it to the people, but he was doing that purposefully because he's teaching us that we feed the people just like he does. And, and you know? th- I think there's something if I'm because I know there was a there were multiple times where he fed the crowds. But was this the one after John the Baptist when he gets the message about John the Baptist? I think so. When John the Baptist. Yeah. Was so if, yes. yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, those the, the disciples, Jesus, I mean, heartbroken absolutely heartbroken. All they wanted to do was go lick their wounds and be by themselves. And this Mm. crowd of people descends on them. And of course, Jesus could have been like, look, we just lost a friend. Give us a couple days. We'll be back. But instead he put them to work. And again, it's that grace, you know, all the more because, because he put them to work. And instead, because I imagine like, imagine the disciples going to bed that night, not having fed anybody, just mourning the death of John the Baptist. It would have been a lot of tears, a lot of broken hearts. But because of what he did there, feeding the 5,000, can you imagine the energy? Yeah. Well, I don't even need to say it because y'all lived it. Yeah. You know, like, and the line, the line is, he gave thanks, he broke the loaves, then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And, yeah. like, you know, that's very specific language. It didn't have to be that, right? It could, then he gave them to the people, or they gave them to the people. Right. But instead, it's he gave it to them, they gave it to the people. And I think y'all are literally living out, the Lord has given you something. And now you are giving it to the people, and it's part of the calling of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You wanted you've wanted to say something for a while, Charlie. So bring yeah. t- t- tell no, us. No, it is it is so good, and that like that example of the feeding of the five thousand is so incredibly powerful. Like that's what we're called to do to like welcome people in and feed them. 
Um, another like biblical example that really hit me during the revival was the prodigal son, mm. um, but the older brother. Mm. Um, oh yeah, because mm. absolutely the prodigal goes away, and like a, as the older brother, like we we live in the house of the father, we're there, we're at Asbury, and then we need to like go out to the field yeah. with the older brother who was out working, right. um, and we like needed to go to class and we needed to do homework, and all of a sudden. The younger brother comes in, and the father's throwing a feast, wow. and our pride is just like, right. Where's our feast? Like we already got it, but we just want mm. more. more, right? And in mm. our pride, we want to be like, we started this, like, yeah. But man, like that Jesus's reaction, God's reaction is like, no, no. Like I, I want to bless these other people, yeah. And that's like, great. In our pride, like we need to let go of that, and yeah. our job as the older brother is to like come into the feast, but also like go out and invite others into the feast. That's and right. so like, it, it's incredible how all of these parables that Jesus gives and all of the miracles are still so incredibly applicable today mm-hmm. that like totally oh, yeah. connect with this revival and totally connect with our hearts and our hardness and the way that God is still working in us. Absolutely. And one of, one of the things of that scripture too is, uh, is what the father says to the older brother is, is, Everything I have is yours, and you have been with me. You've been with me always. I'm with you right now. See, the, the older brother lost sense of what the, the most magical thing was, like what the most powerful thing was, what the thing he needed, and it wasn't the feast, and it wasn't uh, that the younger brother got something that he felt like he didn't get with the fattened calf being slaughtered, but instead he had the father, he, he was with the father and you can be with the father and somehow grow hard hearted to not even recognize that the father's with you. It's, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, it's a crazy, crazy thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about all of those things, uh, happening. And, um, you know, um, one of, one of the things that I've, I've noticed in, in, so I, I almost brought it for all three of you, by the way. I, I printed three copies. So see, Charlie, I knew you were going to be here. and um, But then I forgot them all at the, at the office. <laughs> Typical so, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Literally left before I got them. But it was, um, it was a, a writing from Jonathan Edwards in 1741. And, it's, it's, um, and I want you all to understand, like, because we can learn from the past and history and what's happened um, and and this isn't the first time the Lord has made mountaintop experiences for, for people. Jonathan Edwards was part of that great awakening. And when it happened, the exact same stuff that y'all are going through right now was Mm. happening. People began to criticize. They began to talk about, is this genuine? I don't think this is genuine because it has either emotion involved. They said these exact same things, you know, I don't, you know, uh, uh, I don't think it's genuine because we've seen people, uh, uh, do, uh, stuff that's not good from, you know, around it, like all of those types of uh, criticisms were involved in the great awakening in 1741. And Jonathan Edwards writes a whole thing to address that. And he uses John chapter four, um, first John, first John, the letter of first John chapter four. And what he basically says is, is he says, look, these are the things that will tell us one way or the other, whether or not it's from the spirit of God 
or not. Like we don't know if emotions involved, that doesn't tell us it's the Holy spirit or not. We don't know. It could be, but it could also not. If, if amazing differences of how things normally go are happening, that doesn't necessarily tell us it's the Holy spirit or not. Um, and, and that first John, the reason why he references that is because that first John four is they're dealing with the same thing you guys were dealing with in the very beginning of the church, which is, is that we've got these, this Holy spirit movement, 3000 people came to believe Jesus from the preaching of Peter. And so, but all of a sudden there was also people who would counterfeit it, or there'd be people who would come up and, and try and, and, uh, take it for their own. And, um, in that scripture, he basically says, look, test the spirits. And, but then this is how he says, you, you know, it's from the spirit of God is he says, number one, Jesus is uplifted as right. come in the flesh, not, you know, just a spiritual reality, but Jesus, he lived in this world. He died for our sins on the cross. He was buried and he was raised. We know that if the spirit proclaims Jesus, that, that it's from, it's from God because the devil is never going to lift high the name of Jesus Christ. You know, he flees at the name of Jesus Christ. He might know it. Amen. Yeah. So, so in the same way, I see that with what happened in Asbury. Was Jesus's name lifted high? Yeah. Amen. When we were singing, um, how powerful or how, how, uh, how beautiful, beautiful the name, name it is, yeah. how beautiful, beautiful a name it is of, of the name of Jesus Christ. Like it was one of the most powerful times I ever sang that song ever in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it gave, gave glory to God. But then it also talks about how, uh, it's how we love each other you know, and, and is love in, involved in this situation? Are people coming to know the love of God? And they are like, so I think, um, I want to encourage y'all just because first of all, when you're coming down from the mountain, sometimes you can, there's, there's a transition for us, you know, like, look, we were there for two days. Okay. And I can tell you for, I don't know about for you, John, this is how I felt, but there was a, a, a sorrow, of having come down too, you oh, know, yeah. like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, for sure. and, and I had to address that in my own heart to say yeah. that Jesus is still with us, you yeah. know, and that we, we don't ever need to worry about that just because I don't see Jesus in his transfigured form in this one moment, like I did before, doesn't mean Christ isn't still with me. And, um, and so, uh, uh, I think y'all as y'all, I mean, y'all been through, a lot and the Lord has filled you up. And so I want to encourage you what he's always taught me, which is empty yourselves out. Just pour it out. Don't ever worry about that, that, that what you hold on to is what you need for yourself and others can't have it. Just empty it out because what he does is he keeps overflowing the cup. Yeah. It's the daily bread. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, um, what else y'all? I just want to thank y'all for coming down because it was nice just hearing, you know, some of the things that was taking place down in Asbury and, you know, just as, um, you know, just as we were discussing in our, in our leadership council, y'all broke it down in simplistic form, just leadership and just taking what Jesus gives you, like with the fish and the five loaves and just giving it back to the people. And I think that's what y'all are doing, just giving back, you know, what God had gave y'all, even at the, um, at the revival. It's kind of crazy because um, I think, just because we live at Asbury and that's our home, we could grow. I think Elise used the word cynical or just sure. like our hearts were 
a little hardened because it was like, Lord, like this is such an inconvenience. And then it was like, whoa, Lord, right. open my eyes. Like, <laughs> like right, right. <laughs> these are your people. And I really had a change of heart and lots of prayer went into that and lots of like talking with other people and other students on the campus. But um, I just, he has been really faithful in just filling our cups and um, to even think that like we're here is like what <laughs> in the world? And <laughs> the desire to go out and share is so great because it's like, Lord, I don't want to keep this to myself. Yeah. Like this is not, this is something that I want to scream from the mountaintops. Amen. Like I was reading Isaiah 55 is um, just, it's at least the heading of Isaiah 55 in my Bible says invitation to the thirsty. Mm. And then it talks about, um, so just being filled and then you will go out in joy and be led forth. In peace, the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and mm. all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Mm. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and mm. instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This mm. will be the Lord's renown for an everlast an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Yes. And the joy of the Lord is going with us. Amen. And the desire to share is just so strong that it's like, Okay, Lord, where next? Like where yeah. are you gonna lead next? Who can I share this with? Um and it's incredible because I never thought that I'd get up in front of so many people like we have this weekend to talk about the Lord and what he's doing and just open up our hearts. Praise God. And then the amount of people who are coming and sharing their hearts is just unbelievable. And it is such a beautiful thing. I just want to ask this real fast is when you, when you say that before all this, did you feel like you were a really super evangelistic person? No. And, okay, this is crazy because I have a friend who is going to go and do long-term missions. And I remember in high school I went with her to, um, oh, I don't even know what it's called. But she went to a mall and she was like, you should come with me. We're going to evangelical and I was like I don't even know what that means but okay <laughs> and it was terrifying I was yeah. like Lord like do you you call us to do this like mm. <laughs> and I was a baby in my faith too so it was just weird right. and yeah my heart before that or before this whole experience and continued experiences was just I had no idea what the Lord had in store and I um, don't think I would ever have mm been here or been willing to come here or been willing to go out and share the love of Christ. Do you see, do you see why uh, the scripture always refers to the sharing of it, of good news? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You see why? Yeah. Sometimes we don't understand how good the news is and that's why it's hard for us to share it uh, because we just, it's, it's just, you know, Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been incredible and I don't think we can go back to living the way we did before. Oh, amen. Praise God. So uh, how many, uh, how many amen. students have been sent out? So I know the, the three of you came here. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, perfect answer, but others, <laughs> I mean, I have other groups of students been sent out. Yeah. I've had, um, three friends went home this past weekend and shared with the youth group in their church about what the Lord is doing. And, um, I don't know. 
I'm okay. I'm hopeful that everyone that's traveling is sharing also. Yeah. But now, where are y'all from? Uh, Genevieve and I are actually both from the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. But we did not know each other until Asbury. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm from Colorado. Okay. All right. So what about what about you you both? Do you, like as far as what differences has this made in your life? As far as like just thinking about the the future. Um, I never saw this happening. Like if you had told me three weeks ago, I'd be in New Orleans telling people about Jesus and speaking in front of like so many people. Like, like I'd be like, okay, sounds cool, but like, um, you're you're crazy. Um, and it's funny because like when everything started to happen at Asbury and like God was showing up, like I, I just started kind of like texting my family group chat and just like telling them like, this happened, this happened. I can't explain how I'm feeling, but this happened, you know, and just like seeing like the tangible ways that God was showing up and sharing that with them. Um, and I think like at first they were just kind of confused and surprised. Mm. Um, but now I feel like mm. anything I tell them, they're just going to be like, okay, like whatever you, th- <laughs> whatever you want, at least go ahead, go for it. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. Like I just keep um, like, like something comes up and I just say like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord. And like, he just keeps providing and keeps answering prayers like so abundantly. And like, before I even pray them, like, even if I just like wonder about something, like the Lord just is like, okay, like, yes, Elise, like I will provide for that or I will sustain you through this. And it's just really cool to like, um, like go with, the Holy spirit and partner with God in what he is doing. And it's like such an honor that like he invites us into that and that he gives us like each of our own stories and experiences to share. Like Genevieve, Charlie and I were talking about this last night. Like we each have very different experiences and very different stories. Um, and the fact that like, like God, I guess brought us three together the fact that God um, like sent each of us with our own stories to partner with him in the same testimony in the right. same big picture story is just like, it's just beyond me. Yeah. You know, like I just think about it and I'm just like, wow, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Charlie? Yeah. Um, God has just been filling me with such a passion to go out where like before this happened I always knew I was like yeah no I like I want to go out I want to go into Lexington I want to like go to the Appalachian Trail I want to share Jesus with people around but it was always like okay how there was always something in the way there was always something going on that weekend or whatever but now it's just like no just go like just go and so that's been the passion that's been building up in me um I think one of the coolest things that happened is I'm actually going to be going to a country in two weeks. I won't say the name because it's closed. Yeah. Um, but God opened the door to it. Me and my brother are going to go literally two days before revival happened. Wow. Like he just like closed the door on my plans for spring break before and like opened this door to this country and 100% from God. And now it's like, okay, like I know what, I can be sharing with the underground church there. Like, yeah. like I know the encouragement I can spread where before it's just like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like I'm the spoiled American who right. has never really needed to fight for his faith. 
Um, but now like the spirit that God's like poured out on Asbury, it's like, I'm so excited to share that there. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Y'all are wrecked. Y'all know that, huh? Y'all are. It's <laughs> the best wreckage of your life. <laughs> you, you're, you're done. Just so you know, you're done. And, uh, and that's really, really good news. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's never, he is so good. He is so good. And I know y'all know he's so good. Um, but he continues to be so, so good. And, uh, and we've, all of us have been walking with the Lord for, um, a number of years and we can tell you he is so, so good. So, um, I praise God for y'all. Uh, so we don't, we normally pray for the people, you know, like we'll either pray them out or whatever. I don't even know what we normally do. We actually, uh, we usually invite the guests to pray. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to do. So that makes, then we're going to do what we normally do. Yeah. I think that's what we normally do. Is it? I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? Pick, just show As, up. Right. We're here. Uh, but, uh, if, if, if each of y'all would, would, would pray for us, we would love that. I just want to say this, man. I'm, 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 I'm just encouraged because even with Charlie, man, um, you know, don't let anything just get in the way of going out. Cause like literally, you got homework. You doing? Even you came down here to share what God is doing. They all have homework. Yeah. They, they all bring the homework <laughs> with you, so there's no excuses, man. Just bring the homework with you. Take well, it with you. I brought share it with Jesus. me, but yeah. have I touched Jesus. it? <laughs> <laughs> just share Jesus, and hey, everything else will work out. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it'll work out. Sure. Hey, man, it'll work you, out, man. For coming down. For thank y'all. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Amen. Lord, thank you so, so much um, for just being so good and so faithful um, for opening our eyes to see how you are working, God. Um, It is just, it's amazing. It's beyond anything I can can understand or comprehend, Lord, but um, we thank you for it nonetheless. Um, and we just ask that um, that this would not be um, any sort of, of end, um, but rather just the beginning, Lord. Yes, um, yes. That you would send out um, workers into the harvest, that you would send missionaries out into the field, Lord, um, so that we would just boldly proclaim your goodness, boldly, boldly proclaim um, your love, Lord, um, with the knowledge that you are with us and you are... Um, yeah, just working through us. Um, yeah, we love you, Lord, so much and um, are just so grateful for for all that you've done in our lives and the lives of so many others. Um, we ask that you just you just continue that work. Um, we are we are here. We are willing, Lord. Amen. Father, I just pray for the students that came down. Just thank you for just giving them a burning desire to come and share your word for the God. For these particular students that came, Charlie, Elise, and Genevieve. Yes. And we know there's many more that's going out just to share your word, Father God. I pray that you will protect them, Father God. Give them boldness and courage to share your word, Father God. And, Father God, we're just reminded of the Bible said that when the two was on the road to Emmanuel, and they were just talking about the things that happened to Christ and and the things that he was doing, the Bible says that you showed up, Father God. Yes. So I just pray that you would just continue to show up in our lives, Father God, as we continue to speak about you and the things that happen at Ashbury and even in our lives, Father God. And let us continue to share your word with people, Father God, who need it, people who are hungry and people who are thirsting. 
after your righteousness, Father God. Mm. Continue to protect us. Continue to pour out your love and your spirit on us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email. So make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you.